you know, if you're a Christian that's walking in the gifts, well, where are those coming from if not the Holy Spirit? It's a good question. Yeah. And, you know, just like that look, group of songs there from a watery grave, you talk about salvation and mm-hmm. baptism. And in the, even in the waiting, all right? So you've got the counting of the Omer on the way from resurrection to mm-hmm. first fruits to the second first fruits, which is Pentecost. And that was the interesting period for the disciples. You know, in, yeah. Mark, in yeah. Mark 16, we can see why they needed a significant encounter. When the women first came to the tomb after the resurrection and encountered an angel, <laughs> they went out quickly and fled from the tomb. For they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. So you just go to an empty grave, you meet angels, and you say nothing. <laughs> I'm good. I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Then, when Mary Magdalene finally gained the courage to tell the apostles, they did not believe. <laughs> when the two disciples who walked with Jesus on the road shared their story, they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven, and they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So you see a theme here going. Obviously, Jesus doesn't want any of us to repeat the mistakes of the apostles or fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah 28. Whom will he teach knowledge, and whom will he make to understand the message? For with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to this people to whom he said this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear i just think there's so many lessons in there for all of us as we said before don't add new theologies and beliefs to to the word of god because it's there's plenty in there you know it can get murky Yes. And we do have that question is, all right, so you're a Christian, maybe even a pastor, and you clearly are walking in some kind of gifts and you not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you believe that you did because that's what you were taught and it came when you were saved or whatever. So what, what is going on in you then, right? So when Peter began preaching after the Holy Spirit fell on them in the temple grounds, he spoke of King David whose tomb was right beneath them. And Peter quotes David saying, I saw Jehovah always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also live in hope. Peter was pointing out that this gift of tongues was a fulfillment of what King David saw prophetically. And he adds, Jehovah said to my Lord, in other words, the father said to the son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. Peter was saying that the purpose of the infilling and empowering was happening to cause all of the son's enemies to be subjugated. Mm. The Holy Spirit baptism can occur anytime after Jesus comes to dwell in our heart. He doesn't get buried in our hearts. He plants himself in order to bear fruit. We literally become a tree that bears spiritual fruit. All we have to do is ask and receive. Sometimes that includes asking until we receive. And that really is the theme of Pentecost. If you're one of those who've been seeking the baptism or seeking the Holy Spirit and just have seen nothing, well, you know, that's the counting of the Omer, isn't it? That's part of the whole theme is waiting. The nine fruits listed in Galatians 5 all come as a result of life on a tree which requires us to grow. Controlling the tongue is not easy. Our unruly tongues require revival. (laughs) Faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, long-suffering, love, peace, and self-control are all expressed in many ways, but never so beautiful as with the tongue. 
Proverbs 18 tells us, death and life are in the power of the mm. tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, do people really describe you that way? Faithful, gentle, good, joyful, kind, long-suffering, love, peace, and self-controlled? Or maybe do you struggle? So, still, there's more to the spirit than tongues, or what we now, or how we speak. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us there are many spiritual gifts, including the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. The Spirit distributes them individually as He wills. Why does He give them? Well, these nine gifts require us to minister to others in order to use them. Yeah. Right? Let me say it again. Those gifts require us to minister to others in order to use them. They're not like gifts you can just sit there and look at, ooh, I got a gift. (laughs) They're not for keeping or storing, but rather for using and giving away. Right. Deuteronomy 30 reminds us, but the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Acts 1, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, There's been much conflict throughout church history on this one subject and probably every other issue combined because it's not intellectual and it can't be understood or argued or controlled by man. It requires faith and obedience. The experience was different for me than it was for Kelly, than it was for Corey. Wait for the promise no matter how long it takes. No matter what others experience, don't assume God will do things the same way with you. It'd be nice, but it doesn't work that way. Worship Him constantly and ask to be filled. When opportunities arise for the laying on of hands, have faith and see what happens. Don't stop till you're full. Now, the question is asked, and of course, you already know where I'm going, but can you be baptized in the Holy Spirit and power without speaking in tongues? Well, if you don't speak in tongues, but obviously have gifts and anointing, then they are coming from God, but not from what is known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I think a lot of confusion mm-hmm. comes. Because you think, well, I've got, I'm walking in, in my anointing. I'm leading people to Jesus. I'm blah, 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 blah. But if you haven't been filled with the Spirit in that sense of the evidence of speaking in tongues, it's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's something else. So here's what the Bible says. Actually, there's an answer. Go figure. There's gifts of the Father. Listen to Romans 12. For as we have... Many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them if prophecy, let us prophesy in order to, in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Those are called, in Scripture, the gifts of the Father. It includes prophecy, a type of prophecy. includes teaching and exhortation and giving and leading and mercy. So if you have one of those gifts, you have gifts of the Father, not of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have gifts of the Son as well, Ephesians 4. And he himself, Jesus, that is, gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So again, not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but those are gifts poured out by the Son. 
and then you have the gifts that are unique to the Holy Spirit. Um, I, let me take that back. Not unique because there are crossovers. There are some overlaps, yeah. First yeah. Corinthians 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Notice there's a theme there. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And I really think if we could just wrap our brains around that last part of that verse, the one and same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So look, if he does it a little different in you, and it takes longer, or uh, uh, just uh, comes off in a different way than you anticipate, you know what? Keep pressing in. Don't stop pressing in until you get all, because that's where we're going to. That's eternity. That's our lives with him, is getting all, not Mm. some. Full presence, full glory, from glory to glory. Be empowered today. Ask for, and, and if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask for more as we're talking about yeah. today. That's a great reminder as we come into this season. And that's another thing I love about all the feasts and the biblical calendar and taking a look at it is that it's reminders again from God to say, hey, I still have this for you. I've done this for you, but I have more for you. And so let's step into that.